On behalf of Nutanix and Kerasoft, we would like to welcome you to today's podcast, focused around eliminating standalone NAS silos with Nutanix files, where Jeremy Adair, Senior Systems Engineer at Nutanix, will discuss how the software-defined scale-out file storage solution, Nutanix Files, is designed to address a wide range of use cases. Hey, good morning. Uh, my name is Jeremy Adair. I'm Systems Engineer for Nutanix. I wanted to take the time to... Thank everybody for taking the time to join. I've been with Nutanix for about three and a half years. Prior to that, I uh, ran uh, infrastructure for Joint Special Operations Command, uh, managing uh, three-tier architecture, FlexPod. And prior to that, I worked for uh, NetApp. Today, we'll be covering Nutanix files and files analytics. That's something that Nutanix offers natively, natively. In the past, a trip down memory lane, when I was at NetApp, and even when I managed FlexPod, I also had to manage a storage area network or a NAS, right? And with that comes complexity, right? How do we secure? How do we manage that, right? And then the maintenance of it, you know, how do we upgrade it, provision lines and volumes and, and create file shares? And then how do we track uh, what files are where and as far as quotas and, and so forth and so on. Um, Nutanix makes that really, really easy with the Nutanix files. So if we look at data lifecycle management, you know, to aut automate the process of managing data flow from creation to deletion, right? Nutanix tries to make that as invisible as possible today. So as you can see, Nutanix is more than just HCI, right? Converging the, the three tiers into uh, one single interface and uh, one, one single interface uh, managing your entire stack. Uh, we provide block services, file services, and object services, depending on what, what your use case is. And this is, uh, you know, pretty much what I used to manage. I managed for 10 years, right? That's not my cabling. Uh, I have OCD, and my cabling would never look like that. But just, you know, just the complexity. And, you know, we look at, at SANS, right? I look at a SAN as a 1995-94. I had a, a Motorola back cell phone, right? And that back cell phone only served one purpose. That purpose was to make calls, right? So to take a picture, I had to carry a camera. And to take a video, I have to carry a camcorder. So Nutanix took the smartphone, smartphone approach, right? Where the intelligence of software could enable these functionalities without needing all the hardware and cabling. Um, you still have to have hardware and cabling, but I'm talking about the silos of infrastructure everywhere. And then how do we scale a SAN or a NAS, right? It's a add an HA pair, right, and do a bunch of twin X cables and a bunch of, of uh, SAS cables, right? So we do that, we scale based off of uh, adding another node to the cluster and, and scaling out through Prism. So if you notice, uh, you know, NetApp on command and, and these different interfaces, right, just to manage storage, right? We move all that, the whole stack, as well as all these new additional capabilities, like block through iSCSI file, uh, SMB and NFS and object to a single interface called Prism, it's HTML5 interfaces that manage your entire stack. And a lot of, you know, top five reasons of why customers use Nutanix files. It's simple, it's flexible, it's easy to scale, it's highly available and resilient, and it's API and data driven. And it's also integrated with the cloud. So in order to create a file server in Nutanix, which we'll walk through shortly, right, it takes about 20 minutes to create a file server cluster. I don't know if you know, but I'm assuming if you're a Nutanix customer, maybe you're not. 
in order to form a Nutanix cluster, we start with a minimum of three nodes to create a Nutanix cluster. And there's a reason for that, right? We maintain the integrity of two copies of data at all times. Same thing goes with file servers, right? We start off with three file server cluster that creates a cluster quorum. And then we create shares off of that. I'm gonna go ahead and dive into the, uh, the demo. So this is the Prism interface um, that manages our entire stack. Like I said earlier, we do not rely on uh, complex SANs and NAS devices. So if you drop down here, you go to file server. To create a new file server in Nutanix, you click file server add. Now for this example here, I'm not gonna create a new file server because we have about 30 minutes and it takes about 20 minutes to build the file server cluster. Uh, but if I wanted to uh, build out a file server cluster, uh, I'll put the name of the file server, domain name, how large you want the file server as far as capacity. You can customize the capacity as well, right? Just depends on, you know, how large your environment or how small. And then you can configure it based on performance. Once the file server's uh, built out, we can uh, integrate that with Active Directory and LDAP and all that stuff, right? So we support both NFS and uh, SMB. And to create a share in Nutanix, click Add Share. Name the share, what file server you're using, what protocol you're using. Now enable multi-protocol access for the old school uh, SAN users, right? Used to be called um, multi-mode, but we can create a share that supports both uh, SMB and NFS can be accessed by both Windows and Linux users as an export. For this example, I'm just gonna show you SMB for Windows. Here we can create two types of shares, a distributed share or a standard share. What a distributed share means is that you do not need a load balancer. That share is load balanced across all FS VMs or file server VMs in the cluster. So we'll create this. Standard share is a share that is designated to one file server VM in the cluster. Self-service restores Windows previous versions. So you do not lose that functionality by going uh, with Nutanix. Uh, you can enable Windows previous versions here. We also do in-flight uh, encryption on write with SMB3, encrypt SMB3 messages. And we also can do block file types. So if I wanted to keep someone from putting a .movie file in here or a .flv file, that's where I would put it to block that file type from being uh, placed in that share. So once this, that's been set, uh, it's gonna give you your mount point the name of your share, just click create. You could use a search functionality up here for the share that I just created. So I created that uh, J6Dev on a loud file server. There's too many hands in a cookie jar here. Normally you would just have one file server cluster in your organization and you would scale out on that. So if I wanted to connect to uh, the share I created, I would go to a Windows machine. I would grab my mount point, which is down here. And that's how easy it is to create a file uh, share, distributed file share on Nutanix. Now, if I had set restrictions on what files could go in here, the kernel used to, to call me all the time and say, hey, Jeremy, we only have a certain amount of space on a file share. You know, can you determine what files, what type of files are saving and how old and so forth and so on. And with the old traditional tools, I really had no no way of determining that, right? So I'd have to go through each share and look at it. I'll show you shortly how Nutanix handles that. 
Also with chairs too, uh, when you're having a performance related issue, right? We take kind of take the guesswork out of it, right? We can look at how many files are in that share, right? We can look at the performance of that share. Um, now some of these shares are not in use. This is a demo site. And then I can look at what quotas. So we have two types of quotas. We have soft quotas and hard quotas. Soft quota will send the user an email, right? These are for departmental user shares. It will send the user an email saying that uh, you need to clean up your data. A soft quota allows them to keep writing to that share, right? Or a hard quota, if we set a quota policy, hard limit, that means that they'll get emails and they will not be able to write to that share. These quota policies could be tied to a user or a user uh, group from Active Directory. This is where you specify the size of that user. And this is where you put your email address or SMTP addresses in here. So it notifies the users that they need to clean up their, uh, their shares in order to maintain, uh, keep the, the capacity down. So if I wanted to create an NFS share, it's the same thing. I create add share here. I choose the size of it. I choose NFS and then I'd click next and I'd mount that as an ex export on a uh, Linux uh, server. If my so file server was, uh, our, our software is intelligent enough to know when uh, performance optimization is what we call it needs to take place. So remember I talked about standard and the distributed shares. Distributed shares, load balance, right? If our, our software identifies that the performance of the file server is lacking, it will pop up with a performance optimization and recommend you either scale up the resources for that file server VM or scale out adding another file server VM. So I can scale in or scale out, right? You can't do that with traditional architecture without adding another, you know, a you know, another HA pair. So I could add this, I could change this to four file server VMs, or I could update the CPU and storage capacity of the existing. I can manage roles to my uh, file servers. I can also manage roles and, and, and users for my shares. If you look at your share and you wanted to uh, update this share, you can go in here and modify the share if you want to, if you decided you want to block file, certain file types. When we create a, a file server cluster, we protect that cluster with what's called protection domains. So as soon as you add file server cluster, right, it creates a asynchronous replication a schedule. That schedule, there's a schedule that you can set up hourly, daily, weekly, or monthly, however you, you know, meets your organization's requirements. And then that, the snapshots are sent of file server VM information to another location. All right, so now I'm going to pull up file analytics. File analytics is a drone view into your environment. And I really wish I would have had this when I was an on-site engineer to Colonel comes up to me and says he needs to identify what file types, who's accessing what, who's accessing what, and I couldn't provide that information without manually looking through every share. So this is Nutanix file analytics. This is the home screen, right? We can look at the capacity trend up in the top left of what capacity has been added and removed in the net change. So we can change that to 30 days up to one year to see, you know, pretty much a uh, how our data is growing or shrinking, right? We can look at the data age, anything less than 12 months old and where that capacity is at and how old it is. Anomalies are for, for stuff that's out of the ordinary that we want to set up. We can set up anomalies. 
say you have a, a upset employee who goes in and deletes 100, 100 files from a directory, right, that you need, that would pop up here if we set an anomaly up uh, to pick that up. Permission denials, that's good for ransomware and folks that are trying to access a file that they actually don't have uh, need to see. Uh, you'll be able to see your per permission denials here, right? And then we can see file distribution by size, how large they are. File distribution by type, what kind of files are we storing? And it's just gonna give you a detailed view on what type of files you click here for more information. We can look at our top five active users, 24 hours up to one year, top five access files up to one year, and then file operations up to one year, permission denied. Uh, I used to have engineers come up to me all the time and say, hey, somebody took ownership of my file um, and I had to track that down. That was nearly impossible because they could go in and, and set permissions to themselves and take ownership of that file. Audit trails is a, is a great one. For that, permission change, right? Who's adding, deleting, creating files. So if I go back to the dashboard and I look at the permission denials, Ryan Green had a permission denial, so I can look at the audit trail. I can look at the audit trails for uh, by client IP, by user, folders, or files. And I see any on an operation date, I can view an audit trail of everything Ryan Green's been accessing, right? I can filter my operations by what he was actually doing, permission change, permission denied. This gives me the ability to go back and actually set the permissions back. And first of all, lets me know Ask him why he changed the permissions. Anomalies. We were spoke about anomalies. I could add a user. I can define anomaly rules, right? And I can do create actions, events, delete, permissions change, permissions denies, and file blocking, right? Read and rename. And I can set several different anomalies. That anomaly is something out of the ordinary. It's going to show on your dashboard right here. And on this demo cluster, nobody's actually set up anomalies. This information can also be uh, exported into a uh, CSV or a, uh, a file that's readable. So if you own a tie-in directory service, you can do that here or map users to a particular file server. You can do that here as well. Your DNS information is here. And remember I told you about Windows previous versions. So if you click on the share self-service restore, those snapshots will be listed here. Had any snapshots been taken at the time. Virus scanning can be done also with the use of adding an ICAP server. I'll send you the link over for uh, supported ICAP servers like McAfee and, and some of the others uh, where you can actually scan your uh, SMB and NFS shares for, for viruses. Well, thank you for joining us today. We can dig much deeper. If you need any additional information, let me know. That can be reached at uh, jeremyadair at Nutanix.com. Thanks for listening. If you would like more information on how Carasoft or Nutanix can assist your organization, please visit www.carasoft.com or email us at nutanix@carasoft.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.